Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's exciting to be able to preach this morning. I guess there's something about uh, somebody sitting down on the job last week, so I get to be here this morning. No, I'm just kidding. That's not why Casey planned this way in advance. In fact, actually, um, Casey might have been more biblically preaching than I am last week. Uh, in uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, it says that he climbed up on top of the mountain and then he sat down. And so he preached one of the most famous sermons sitting down. So good job, Casey. Um, I want to open up my sermon today in prayer. Um, so if you guys would bow with me. Uh, Father, I just ask that you, uh, you speak to us today through your word, um, through the life of your son. And uh, God, I just ask that you would convict us. Um, God, convict us through your word, um, through this message. We love you, and it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Uh, you're probably wondering why there's a giant um, Jenga tower here. And this tower is something I wanted to use um, to represent uh, my plans for the future. And I want you guys to take a minute to kind of think about your plans. If you're like me, you've got a lot of, of plans for the future. And uh, so we have these plans to, uh, to build up our future um, when we're younger. Well, even as we get older, we want to build up our education and uh, make sure that we have a good education. And a, a big part of that is because um, we, we, want, we want a good career, and so we want to build up our jobs. Um, and, and part of that is we want to make sure that our family is taken care of, and so uh, we want to we build up our families. Um, we also want to take care of our finances, right? Build up our, our financial lives, so we do that, and there's so many little things that we plan in order to do that. Um, we have to get, get groceries, and so, uh, you know, we make plans, uh, go get the groceries, take out the trash, um, got to throw away the pumpkins from Halloween, and <laughs> um, for me, got, for my education, I've got class um, that I'm taking, so figure out the, the best way to make sure my, my class, my education is taken care of. Um, then, you know, as far as finances, want to make sure I have a good retirement plan. Got that taken care of. Uh, I, I want to make sure there's food for my family. So next weekend I'm going hunting on Myron's property. And, uh, and then uh, I'm going to butcher my own hog or so that saves money. You have more food, so that'll be fun. Um, good plans. Uh, I, we've got youth group stuff, and so for my job, I've got to take care of that, and so I need, uh, need to make sure a Christmas party is taken care of. Uh, I've got my lesson plans all taken care of. Uh, so many things to do in the, the future. I need to make sure I've got date night uh, with Annette, so I've got to get a babysitter, get that all figured out. Um, I, I've got a, so many projects in the house. Need to paint the bedroom. Um, I, I want to put in a, a bathroom in the basement. Uh, we also need to do something with the, the carpet in the basement. It's pretty gross. And so I've got that um, working, working out. Talked about uh, Christmas party for youth group. Uh, we got CIY next summer. And so that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, so many things to think about 
Annette and I need to, to balance the budget. And uh, so, you know, we, we balance the budget, figure out uh, our finances. We've got Christmas coming up. So you got to get Christmas. <laughs> Christmas gifts for the family. And, uh, and eventually it, it all falls apart. Uh, all, all of us, we have plans. We have something uh, that we're building towards. Uh, but eventually, we're all going to have an end. If you have your Bibles, I'll be in James um, chapter 4. Uh, if you have the Version app, you can hit events and in Mount Pulaski Christian Church. And all of my, my scripture uh, for this morning should uh, be there. So we are in James chapter 4, starting at verse 13. James has something to say about plans. He says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Each and every one of us, we're mist. All of this planning, all of these things that we have to accomplish, it's going to end one day. We're going to die, and it will all be forgotten so is it wrong to, to plan? Uh, maybe a better question is, do your plans affect at all your priorities for your day? I think most of us would say yes, like our, our plans, they affect our day-to-day, what we do and our priorities. Jesus has something to, to add to the discussion. In Luke chapter 12, verse 16 through 21, he tells this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded of you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is, uh, this is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. Do you relate at all to the rich man? Maybe not in the fact that you have wealth, uh, but that you want to, to take care of your family. You want to take care of yourself. You want to make sure that your future is set. You have enough to be comfortable, to be okay, to retire. Is that, is that really wrong? Is it wrong to want to take care of yourself, to make sure you have everything that you need? On Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, uh, he says this in Matthew 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And in verse 24, he says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. He doesn't say you can't have a relationship with God and have money. 
but you can't serve both God and money. Uh, I, I came across a preacher who says there are four types of people in this world. Uh, so there are those who are poor in this life and rich in the next. They're building up their kingdom in heaven. And then there are those who are rich in this life. They've built up their earthly treasures, uh, but they're poor in the next because they have done nothing to build up their heavenly treasures. And then there are people who are poor in this life and poor in the next. They've done nothing to build up their treasure in heaven or on earth. And then last, there are very few people who have used their treasure here on this earth to build their treasure in the next. What does money, treasure have to do with our plans? And what, what does our plans have anything to do uh, with James and what he wrote? We need to keep reading James, I think, to better understand his message to us. In verse 15, he says, Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. So instead of saying that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, Instead, we should say, if this is what you want for me, God, what is, what is your plans for my future, God? What is your will? If this is your will, then this is what I'm going to do. Uh, Jesus, um, he, he had a, a rich young ruler come to him um, and ask him, what, what must I do to have eternal life? So Jesus he lists off all of these things, all of these commandments. He says, don't covet, don't lie, don't steal. All of these things for the rich young ruler to obey. And the rich young ruler says, all of these I have kept. And Jesus says to him, there's one thing you still lack. He says, all, all of your wealth, take it, give to the poor, and follow me. And I think if you're like me, you, you think, you focus on the fact that he had to give up all of his wealth. That wealth is what was keeping him from eternal life. But I think we're missing part of it. The part of what he's supposed to do with his wealth. He's not supposed to use it to build this up, but to give to the poor. To do something good with what he has. In James 17... James says this, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is a sin for them. You see, James is a practical writer. He writes how to live out our faith, how to have a faith that works. And so up in this point, he said things not to do. When Jesus talked to that rich young ruler, he gave a list of things not to do. But many times we miss what we're supposed to do. If you're familiar at all with skiing, oftentimes beginning skiers, they have this problem. Uh, they focus on what they don't want to hit. So as they're skiing down the mountain, they focus on the tree, that line that they don't want to run into, and they end up hitting those trees every time because they focus on this thing that they're not supposed to do. Instead, an experienced skier focuses on where they want to go, what the finish line is. We, as Christians, need to do the same. 
Uh, Jesus, I have one last parable that Jesus tells that I want to share. I think you guys are familiar with it. It's called the Good Samaritan. Uh, the Good Samaritan uh, is a story about a man who was, was robbed and beat up, and he's lying on the side of the road. And uh, a priest and the Levite both walk by, and they go on the other side of the road. Why? Because they're too busy. I love the VeggieTales song. Busy, busy, dreadfully busy, much, much too busy for you. And so here the, the, the preachers, the youth ministers, the worship ministers, the religious leaders of that time, and they've got too much to do. So they go on the other side of the road, and they ignore the man in need. They don't do the good that they know they ought to do. And instead, it's the Good Samaritan. And Jesus tells this parable to explain who a neighbor is, who a person that loves is. How often are we the Levite and the priest? We some, see somebody in need, but we're too busy. We're busy building this, this thing that won't last. We're too busy placing our treasure here on the earth, a treasure that's going to disappear, instead of meeting the need that is in front of us. And I am guilty of this. This sermon is extremely convicting to me because there are so many times in my life where I've known there's something good that I could do, but I didn't do it. You drive by somebody who's broke down on the side of the road and you think, well, they'll be all right. Uh, they've got a phone. Surely there's somebody that's going to come take them over to take care of them. Uh, I don't need to pull over and help them. I, I'm going you know, I'm gonna be late to this appointment if I help them. I've got too much to do. Or for me, this is an example that happened to me this week. I was uh, getting some last-minute groceries at Dollar General uh, for youth group. And uh, there was a line that developed behind me, and there was this older lady who had uh, quite a few groceries that she was getting, and she was going slow. It was hard for her. Uh, the cashier, you know, loaded them into her shopping cart. She starts to go out the door, and I get up there, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, there's people behind me. I got to go. I was head in the head. I should help this lady, but I didn't. So I, I put my groceries there, and she struggles to get the door open and get her shopping cart out the door, and I felt guilty, but I was too busy to help her. And uh, so I got all my groceries. I go outside, and there she is, slowly loading one bag at a time into her car. And uh, I was like, man, I, I should help her, but I've got these bags. I've got to go. I put the bags in my car, and finally I was like, I'm going to, I need to, I'm going to offer to help this lady. And so I go over, and classic, you know, she's got two or three bags left. I'm like, she won't really ask for my help. She doesn't have much left. But I was like, uh, can I help you? And she got so excited. She was like, oh, yes, thank you so much. And she was like, I try to teach my children, uh, you know, to be good people and help others out too. And uh, I felt so guilty. I'm like, I could have helped you so much sooner. And I put the bags in her car, and I know, you know, she's going to have to unload these at home. And she even says, she's like, oh, man, like, I, you know, if only I could have help unloading these at home. And uh, so I'm like, okay. So I half-heartedly offer. I'm like, well, I could follow you to your house and help you out. Uh, but she said, she's like, oh, no, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, oh, phew, like, I've got things to do. I, I'm too busy to help this lady out. But how often do we do that? How often do we do that in our lives? We say, I'm too busy. I think sometimes we even shut off the part of our brain that says we should help this person out because we spend so much of our lives worrying about this that we don't see the opportunity to love others right in front of us. We don't see the opportunity to do good right in front of us. 
And James says that that is a sin for us when we know the good we ought to do and we don't do it. And I just think, how many times do we do that with things here at the church? We say, I, I've, I'm too busy with this. I can't come and pray at the church. I'm too busy with this to be able to fit small groups into my schedule. I'm too busy with this to join any ministry team at the church. I, I've got too much going on. I need time to, to rest and recover. I had a busy weekend, uh, so I, I just I can't make it to church this Sunday, but I'll get there next Sunday. Um, well, finances are kind of tight right now. Uh, I've really got to build up my, my retirement. I don't have money to give uh, to the church right now. I don't, I don't have money to, to help this person on the side of the road that's homeless. Plus, they're just going to use it for, for drugs. And I, I don't have time to make a real impact or difference or change in their lives. How often is that our mindset? We're worried about our plans. There's a reason that James talks about our plans. It's a mindset that they struggled with in James's time and a mindset I, I would venture to say we struggle with more today. In an increasingly busy, busier and busier world, but the thing that COVID has taught us is that this, this world, we can't take it for granted. It can change in the blink of eye. Money only has as much value as we give it. If I took a million dollars to South Africa and I tried to buy something uh, from some indigenous tribe there, uh, my money probably wouldn't get me anything because they don't place any value on it. We place so much importance on, on making sure that we're financially secure but tomorrow the stock market could crash and our money would be useless. But God's kingdom, it's not going to fall. When we choose to do good, to give up our plans, to give this up, we build our treasure in heaven. Where moths and vermin don't destroy, where thieves don't break in and steal, where the stock market is never going to crash. So I challenge you this morning, to think about what your plans are and how you can give those to God and say, God, what is your plan? What is the good that I can do today? What is the good that I can do this week? Will you pray with me? Father, I just thank you for being a God who loves us, a God who cares about us, God who has a plan for us. God, please help us to give you our plans, to trust you with our future. Instead of trying to arrogantly control it, and think that we have some control over all of these things that can change in the blink of the eye. God, help us to seek out you, to allow you to have control, to have peace in you, and to do good when you give us the opportunities to love others and to love you through loving others. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.